If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, April 13th. U.S. equity futures are flat across the board. So that goes for Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P. Um, all essentially unchanged, you know, a couple basis points in either direction, but U.S. equity futures not doing anything. The major European indices are trading up small, up about 25 to 30 basis points. Asia was mixed overnight um, with some outperformance in Japan. Um, Hong Kong was mixed. Mainland China finished in the red. Korea um, and India are both trading well. So, like I said, not much to talk about as far as major incremental macro news. Um, you know, it's a few items to run through. So, on Build Back Better, the U.S. fiscal, the next stage of the U.S. Um, you know, fiscal stimulus policy. So, very much still in the early stages. You had some meetings um, taking place. Now that Congress is fully back in session, the White House is attempting to make. Um, is attempting to outreach to Republicans to have some type of a bipartisan bill. But I think investors appreciate that this is going to be a purely partisan affair to the extent any bill is passed. So it looks like you're going to be relying exclusively on Democrats. And that means, again, you're going to have to have 100% participation in the Senate among Democrats and nearly 100% participation in the House. So um, you know, I think despite the meetings that took place yesterday where Biden held, um, you know, to, uh, invited some a bipartisan group of lawmakers to the White House, investors, again, um, are kind of looking at at ironing out the intra-party differences within the Democrats to see what can move forward. So it's still very much in the early stages. I know the White House is hoping to have, um, you know, material progress on the first part of Build Back Better done by Memorial Day. Um but we'll just kind of have to see how all that unfolds right now. Uh, for the Fed, there was there were comments from Bullard yesterday just talking about how the tapering conversation in the U.S. can can start once 75% of the population has been um, vaccinated. So unclear what that 75% number really means. So as of the end of this week, you're going to have at least half of the U.S. adult population receive at least one vaccine shot. So the U.S. again remains um, a world leader um, as far as the vaccination pace, along with U.K. and Israel. All those three countries are doing very well in terms of, um, you know, vaccinating their their adult populations. Um, and despite some hiccups around Johnson Johnson's production, you know, the U.S. again is still moving forward with the vaccination process. You're still looking at herd immunity likely by May, um, in which case then you know the tapering conversation, according to that Bullard. Um, uh, litmus test, you know, is something that sh- probably should be taking place by the end of next month, um, probably at the latest. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind. You are seeing in the market that investors are starting to get, um, you know, to turn pretty neutral on the whole reopening trade, not because people doubt that reopening is happening, but instead, because again, there really aren't many skeptics to convert. It's largely the consensus view that the U.S. will kind of conquer the virus, the pandemic phase, at least um, by the end of next month. Um, in which case then a lot of these reopening stocks, which are kind of 
back to where they were before the pandemic, if not their equity market caps, then at least their total enterprise values, um, even though earnings are still a long way from kind of fully recovering. So that's why you're, you're starting to see investors kind of sour a little bit on some of the big popular reopening trades. Uh, on the eco front today, you had uh, Chinese trade numbers, you had the German uh, ZEW index, neither of which are really kind of creating um, a lot of ripples in the marketplace. Um, the, obviously, as we look into the US session, you have the CPI at 830. Obviously, this is very much a focus. There's a lot of anticipation. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of focus around inflation in general. However, most everyone appreciates that you are going to see inflation in the US um, and a lot of other countries rise over the coming months, largely because of base effects, in part because of the supply chain strains that are occurring, which is pushing prices up. The big question is whether or not those gains are transitory or permanent. Um, and that's the big debate. And that's one that you're not really going to see a verdict on until the end of this year. So even if you were to see a spike in CPI, that probably will create some near-term pressure on equities. But um, like I said, I think most investors um, are going to look through the inflation firming for the time being and try to determine if it's going to continue into next year. Um, and that's really what the Fed is looking at as well. So that's something um, to keep in mind as as we go to the CPI in a couple of hours. The other catalysts for today include um, a bunch of Fed speakers, and then you have LVMH with their Q1 sales figures. That's going to hit after the U.S. close. I'm sorry, that's going to hit after the European close. That's about midday in the U.S. Otherwise, the calendars are relatively sparse today. So it should be relatively um, another relatively quiet day. And then tomorrow, you obviously have the kickoff to calendar Q1 earnings with the big banks. Um, and so that is essentially everything uh, for today. Like I said, very, very quiet again. Um, most of the big kind of narratives are unchanged from where they stood yesterday. Um, you know, geopolitics is one thing that I think, um, you know, you are seeing kind of tensions rise in a certain, uh, a few a few hotspots around the globe, particularly between Russia and Ukraine. Um, you know, you continue to have tensions escalate where Russia has been deploying a large number of troops on the Ukraine border. There's a lot of kind of um, uh, threatening dialogue or threatening rhetoric between the US, NATO and, and Russia. Um, that is certainly something to keep in mind. You continue to have kind of tensions ratchet higher between Taiwan and, and China. I don't think there's anything imminent there, but that's certainly another um, hotspot. And then with Iran in the US, there was the incident at an Iranian nuclear facility over the weekend. Um, despite that, it looks like Iran and the US are both going to continue with talks to kind of um, reinstate the 2015 nuclear agreement. So those are all um, items to kind of just be aware of too. So that is pretty much everything for today. Um, thank you for listening.